And the Odyssey continues. What's up, Dojo Nation? Welcome to another episode of Flavor Odyssey. I'm your host, Robbie Raz. It's our co-host, Randy Griggs. We are coming to you on location, just outside of Munich, Germany. That's right. Never mind that this looks an awful lot like Lot B back in the States. It's not. We are in Munich, Germany. That's right. And it's it's just a beautiful time of year. We just actually just missed Oktoberfest. We did. We <laughs> it did. ended last week. Yeah, no, but it's uh, it's great timing. I'm excited about doing the show. Uh, as so many people I've seen on Facebook are out there celebrating uh, your local Oktoberfests. Uh, so we've pretty much gotten past all those. And now uh, we're going to do a little celebration of uh, German culture and, and beer and cigars today. And do our own little Oktoberfest here on Flavor Odyssey. You went to a few Oktoberfests this year. I have been to a few Oktoberfests. I actually have one more. How is that even like yeah, real? Yeah, I know. It's going to be on the 17th this weekend. We have one at uh, 21st Amendment. Oh, Americans. <laughs> they screw everything up. Now, I went to uh, I went to one two weeks ago. Uh, the wife and I did. I, I dusted off the old uh, Lederhosen. Lost another button, by the way. I'm, I'm down two buttons. Um, These are... These got got to be expensive buttons too, because they're like deer antler or something. Like these aren't oh any joke. These buttons. They're, they're well, they're they're definitely made out of something. Um, <laughs> I have the buttons; they just fell off. Oh. Yeah, but yeah, you've got a couple. You cooked a pig. We talked about a hog. Actually, I beg your pardon. Right, right. We talked about that already. Um, you've got another one coming up. Um, so we've got some pairing coming up <clears throat> with. Uh, let's just jump right into what we're doing here. We've got the Wonderlust. I'm sure there's a sexy picture up there right now. Uh, the Wonderlust Fiorella from Roma Craft. And uh, so Fiorella is for the F. We actually didn't even say the letter of the episode. This is the F episode. Yeah. Uh, so Fiorella is where we got that. And again, okay, so I said this earlier, and I already apologized to everybody. I'm breaking a couple of rules here. We said we weren't going to do a store exclusive at some point. We may have said that. If we didn't say it, we said it internally. And it turns out we are doing not only a European exclusive, but a European store exclusive. <laughs> so we, we doubled down on that. And uh, with F, we had a lot of options. Um, but I, I pushed for the Fiorella because it's, it's topical, because it's timely, because these right. cigars just came out. Um, they just hit uh, the, uh, is it Daylay? Is that how you say Daylay, it? Daylay, Daylay yeah. uh, is the, the retailer in Germany uh, exclusive. And they just hit the shop, what? A month ago, if that, yeah, um, and we just got them in hand uh, a few weeks ago, 
So, and I was able to smoke one of these earlier this year, and it's just a phenomenal cigar. And I didn't want to wait until W, so uh, so I pushed the envelope a little bit. And um, the beer that we're going with is Randy Fest beer from Weinstoffener. Weinstoffener. I could the Fest beer is easy because it's, <laughs> but Weinstoffener's got there's some silent letters in there, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, like you said, it's it is very timely. Uh, we thought it'd be fun to do uh, a cigar hailing from Germany with a German beer. Uh, gave us an opportunity to both crack out our uh, our leader host in here, and which we're uh, very excited about. Yes. these are fun to sit in, by the way. <laughs> I, I try to not move too much because they're squishing. Wow, well, and we'll leave it at that. Yeah, that's probably going too far but that being said uh this is our first themed show which i think is very fun uh doing the whole german oktoberfest theme so uh so you've talked a little bit about the fiorello you want to tell us a little more about the cigar i i I actually have a question okay where they'll were there will there wow will there be any uh wiener schnitzel today on the show yes that'd be negative Mm, that's right that's too bad yeah schnitzel maybe Schnitzel, but no Wiener Schnitzel. <laughs> oh, is it Wiener Schnitzel? Yeah. That, is that the well, whole name of? Yeah. Well, Wiener Schnitzel is. Uh, See, I think of a hot dog when I hear Wiener <clears throat> Schnitzel. Well, that's because you think of Wiener Schnitzel, which is the, yeah. the chain. Uh, Wiener Schnitzel is, uh, I believe, it is. Uh, what's the baby cow? Veal. Yes, thank you. It is. Uh, that's veal, but they do it. It's just like a flattened piece of kind of mashed piece of meat, and then yeah. you fry it, pan fried. They do I actually think it's pork. Well, it's pork. There's one is pork. I think that's Jaeger schnitzel is pork. Oh. Wiener schnitzel, I believe, is veal. And one of them is chicken, and I'm not sure which. I wasn't aware of the uh, plethora of schnitzels. There, 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 yes, there's a plethora <laughs> of schnitzels. Uh, we should come out with an album and call it that. <laughs> plethora. Uh, polka. Polka, polka, polka. No? Yep. No, no, let's move on. No. <laughs> Randy does not get any of my references. That was a Home Alone reference with John Candy. You're not a big John Candy guy. Love John Candy. So back to the cigar. <laughs> <laughs> so we are smoking the Wonderlust uh, Fiorella. Uh, this is from Romacraft. Uh, so Wonderlust is a European exclusive. It, uh, there was um, some, an internal debate as to whether it was a German exclusive or like a European exclusive. And so I went straight to the source. And oddly, I got two different answers. <laughs> Did Skip lie to you? No, Skip told me the truth. Danny lied to me. Ah, I no, see. Danny didn't lie to me. Uh, neither of them lied to me. Uh, they both told me the truth, but I, uh, I asked Skip a more specific question. Okay. Uh, it turns out that the Fiorella is a, a store exclusive for uh, Daylay. And, and the uh, Fiorella <coughs> is the Vitola. Correct. What size is that? It is. You're asking too many questions right off the bat here, Randy. And it, it's I've a got them all. Related question. It is. No, like it is. Uh, let's just let's just chill out. <laughs> it is. It's a Corona. It's a Grand Corona. Grand Corona. And it checks 42, in at. Well, you know what? It doesn't say here. It does not. Oh, it is a. It's five and five eighths by forty six. By forty six. I thought yeah, it's forty six. Uh, they are a production of 5,000 cigars, so it's actually pretty limited. But when you, cons- when you consider a store exclusive... It's like a short uh, <coughs> Lonsdale. It is, it's, it's a Grand Corona. All right. 
Hey, according to uh, to uh, the uh, the interwebs, uh-huh. it is. <laughs> it's a well, grand, can't be wrong. Then. It's uh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I saw it in a meme. It must be true. Uh, so five thousand cigars, one hundred boxes of forty. Is that right? One hundred boxes of forty. Now you're going to say, "Hey, Rob, that's only four thousand cigars." I'll be darned. That's pretty quick math there. The other thousand cigars are available in bundles. But as far as I know, they've all sold out. At least the uh, the portion that is made available to American customers has been sold out. I imagine I that that's uh, probably there's probably yeah there's out. probably more available in the store. Right. Uh, so if you're in uh, Germany, I don't. Uh, do you happen to know where where the Daily store is? We yeah. could probably look that up and find it. Yeah, probably. Could. I mean, we're here. We should. It's probably right down the road. Right. We could hop on the autobahn. Right, we'll yeah. be there in you know three or four seconds. Well, how else would, would we have got them? Obviously, we stopped by daily. <laughs> of course. But uh, I, I also reference that they ship them to the U.S. So. <laughs> I, there's nothing illegal about it. It's not. <clears throat> it's not. Uh, there's there's no problems with it. Um, so to get into the uh, a little bit of info on the cigar itself, Wonderlust uh, first came out in 2016. It's available in a Robusto, a Toro, a like a Torpedo-ish. Bellicoso. Bellicoso. And what's the other size? There's and Fiorella. Fiorella, but there's one more, isn't there? I believe there's one more size. Toro, Robusto, and, and Bellicoso. No, Bellicoso. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Yeah, this yeah, is the fourth, fourth, fourth total. I, yep. I, uh, <coughs> uh, you're right. I jacked myself up there. Yeah, Petit Robusto. It's a five or four and five eighths by fifty four. There's oh, so there is. There's a Robusto. Five by fifty, a Grand Corona, which is what we're smoking, and a Grand Toro. But there's also a Bellicoso. I think the Bellicoso came out after this. Uh, this article was written. Uh, it is Brazilian Matafina wrapper, Indonesian binder, and the filler is undisclosed. Is that right? Undisclosed filler. Does that type of thing ever lead to uh, kind of Confusion? speculation? Oh, speculation! And rumors of what and memes might be in the filler. Of course, I, I, I've heard a rumor. I've heard a rumor. It's unsubstantiated at this time. But does it have um, Antarctic tobacco in it? That was not the rumor I heard. No, it's uh, it's grown it's cold, so it grows slower over there. Little no. Like ice vine? A bit of information there for, for everybody. Cold plants grow slower. Yeah. Better uh, flavor development? Indeed. Yes. Good. Which are like sugars pizza and things. Dough. Like, oh, pizza. Yeah. We should, we'll have we to do should, an Italian We should episode. order a pizza. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, uh, European exclusive. It is, uh, this particular cigar is uh, available specifically in Germany. And... Um, and they've been around since 2016. It's a fantastic cigar. It's very different from, um, <clears throat> in my opinion anyway, the rest of the, uh, the Roma Craft line. Very flavor forward. Most of Roma Craft cigars are. Sure. It does not have that strength, um, <clears throat> at least for me, uh, that you get from a lot of the Roma Craft stuff. Um, I mean, outside of intemperance, really. This one is medium strength, uh, full flavor, a ton of complexity. Um, it's just a beautiful, beautiful cigar. Uh, I'd love to talk to Skip about it as far as just like where some of these flavor components are coming from um, as far as the, the tobaccos that are used. Because Matafina is, it's, it's an interesting tobacco. 
Um, <clears throat> and you do get a ton of different flavors out of that. There's a lot. I get a lot of sweetness from this, and I assume it comes from uh, some of that. Uh, some of that comes from the wrapper. Very very smooth, creamy texture. Uh, this checks off an awful lot of boxes for me as far as things that I look for in a cigar. Yeah, no, I agree. It's very, very flavorful. And you're right, it doesn't quite have the punch. You know, I smoke a lot of the uh, the stronger Roma Crafts. You know, I'm a big fan of the Intemperance line. The Neanderthal is a pretty regular go-to for me, which is, and those cigars pack punch as far as uh, very, very full-flavored, full-bodied, uh, and have, uh, you know, some nicotine strength. Um, so, I, you know, obviously there's the Aquatine, in the uh in the crow magnum line that's uh not got the same strength as say a neanderthal or an intemperance but this is like a nice um kind of in between those i get a little bit more flavor out of this than than the aquatine and it isn't quite as dark and rich and uh bold as uh, some of those other roma craft cigars yeah this is a and this is a, a an everyday cigar, as far as I'm concerned. I get, I could smoke this literally every day. This is, I'm a big fan. Well, in my mind, <clears throat> calling something an everyday cigar, mm-hmm. and then saying I could smoke this every day, mm-hmm. are two different statements. Hmm. To me, I think an everyday cigar is just that's ah, an everyday cigar. Mm. But I could smoke this every day means, dude, I could smoke this every day. Well, you know, it's kind of like kind of cigars I smoke. It's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like forget about it and forget about it. Understood. Forget about it. I could smoke this every day. Yeah, word. So could I. I wish I could. I only have like ten more. Yeah. No. How many did I? Nine more. It's very. It's very disappointing. I'm already sad. <laughs> um, well, wonderful. Uh, thanks for the <laughs> intel. Wonderful. On, uh, on I'm glad that you're sad. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. Let's move. So right yeah. Along. So let's let's move into this. Uh, okay, how do I? Vi- Vine and Stoffer. Vine and Stoffer. Did I get it right? I've always called it Vine Stoffer. Weinstoffener. Weinstoffener. That's what I said. Uh, <laughs> Weinstoffener Feist Beer. Uh, they are the world's Feist oldest beer. brewery, apparently. They're Tell us about it. They're not the youngest. Uh, yeah, so uh, going into Oktoberfest, and uh, let's talk a little bit about the beers of Oktoberfest. We'll get to the festival itself. Um, but one of the terms, other than Fest beer, uh, is Merzen, is uh, the classic style that this beer falls into. Uh, Marzen is the German word for March. And so the uh, tradition and history of the Märzen Oktoberfest style beer is that the, uh, during uh, the summer months, it was always illegal to brew beer. Ever since the 1516 Rhein law was passed, which is uh, known as the German purity law, it insisted that brewers only use barley, water, and hops to make beer it also dictated that they could only brew from september through march october through march september through march yeah. uh this was this was before the uh the discovery of yeast so they weren't really sure why but they knew that when they brewed beer in the summertime they often ended up uh going bad and and tasting uh foul and um, lo and behold, it's because certain uh, yeasts and bacterias are, are more prevalent 
in in the warmer months mm. and so the beer would turn and mm. you know get bacteria ridden and go bad so they didn't quite understand uh all the principles of microbiology at the time they just knew that if they brewed during the winter months the beer tasted cleaner tasted better uh so they made it the law that you could only brew during those months so in march the final month of the brewing season they would brew the Merzen style beer which was a slightly stronger version of the vienna lagers of the time and a little bit hoppier because they wanted to put the hops in as preservative as they were going to put all this beer into barrels, store it in caves and cellars with ice that was left over from the winter. And they would store it down there during all the cold months. And then as part of a celebration of the new brewing season beginning come September, they would pull out all the beer that they brewed in March and they'd crack it open. and They'd celebrate that it was the beginning of the new brewing year. Um, and so the, the festival of Oktoberfest really started because it was always celebrated in all these German cities that it was the new brewing season. And it just so happened in 1810 that the king's daughter was getting married. And so they celebrated that wedding in Munich. And that's really what started the festival as we know it today of Oktoberfest in Munich, Germany. Um, so a lot of people will tell you that the, that festival started because of the wedding in 1810. The reality is they had been celebrating that month with this beer for 250 years prior to that. Um, so that being said, um, like I said, it's what was popular in the 1500s were Vienna-style lagers which were very specific to um, a varietal of malt that uh, is called Moravian malt. It's known to have a kind of sweeter, more round mouthfeel than uh, classic Pilsner malt. Um, so these beers should be somewhat maltier, uh, not necessarily sweeter. Most people will, will use the term sweet because they get that um, that malty character, but they generally finish very, very dry. Um, and their color, because it's a fest beer, uh, so these were brewed very specifically just for the party itself, right? They, they drink Vienna lagers the rest of the time, but just as a celebration to get the brewing season kicked off, they'd brew this extra strong version at the end of last season, crack it to celebrate this season so as you can see this one falls on the lighter side um, rob brought a handy dandy little visual this is a visual this is a color scale of beer and what we usually think of as an oktoberfest is going to come between five and a half and nine on this scale so going kind of from the uh from the dark golden all the way to amber in color um, the ones that we're drinking here from Weinstoffner are very much more on the golden side, but you'll find these beers uh, into a light or dark amber uh, color, depending on what breweries making them. But they technically will still fall within the guidelines as they're still going to be using that Vienna um, caramel malt on top of the Moravian Bohemian Pils malt uh, base. Um, get a little bit of a noble hop character. Uh, as I said, they would add more hops. Well, 
little hop flavor in German beers isn't ever a uh, predominant flavor component. Um, the Hollowtow Middle Fruit gives a, a floral, uh, somewhat um, little touch of herbal, but more floral uh, hop character uh, that will definitely be prominent in these beers. Yeah, the beer's quite good. Um, I do think it's funny that we've done two Oktoberfest episodes, and I don't feel like we've done like a true, at least an American style, right? Oktoberfest beer, right? Um, the more <coughs> amber color, yeah, beer, and it's, and it's a bit, it's even a bit more on the malty side. This is, I think, this is much closer to an Oktoberfest style beer, at least from what I know, anyway. Sure. Uh, than the last one that we did, Erdinger, Erdinger, yeah. Um, <coughs> Sorry, I had to look back in the fridge because there's still one sitting there. Uh, that one was uh, significantly different. That was a that was a hefeweizen um, style with you know a bit more a bit more malty than your average hefeweizen, I guess. But uh, this feels closer to uh, an Oktoberfest style beer for me. Uh, the pairing's actually working out a lot better than I thought it would. Yeah. Um, I was uh, I was hoping for something a bit on the darker side, a bit more. Um, I don't want to say malt forward because I don't think that's the right term, but caramel. Yeah, exactly. With a bit more of that the caramelized flavor to it, mm-hmm. a bit more uh, depth. Sure, maybe. Well, you know, something that you can say, and and just looking at these beers, I mean, we're used to drinking golden colored beer and having it not have a lot of body, having it not have a lot of <laughs> malt complexity, and and that really speaks to the varietal of the Moravian. Uh, Pilsner malt, uh, as well as the the quality insistence on the Vienna uh, malts used to darken it slightly, really are a lot more substantial than uh, your standard American domestic barley, which comes off as a little more straw-like, a um, little less complex. Uh, so this is a, a very, little, <laughs> a little bit less. A lot less complex, in my opinion. Um, <clears throat> so let's talk about this glassware because uh, we we did reference. Uh, <laughs> I meant I meant to have uh, something <laughs> ready to discuss. This. We we did well. I didn't mean to uh, to That's throw you under the bus. I could really talk about it because I think I'm just going to make a very simple point. Uh, we had talked last time when I was I referenced my. Um, uh, Oktoberfest experience, and I kept referring to a stein, stein, mm-hmm. stein, stein. And you said, it's not a stein, it's a moss. And this is really what a moss looks like. You talked about the glass dimples. You can kind mm-hmm. of see that in the light there. These are half-liter mosses. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> we cracked open one beer, and it fills this thing up completely because, guess what? Half-liter <laughs> bottle. Um, see the math? I'm good. Um, but anyway, so these are, these are mosses, not steins. Steins have... Uh, I actually have a Boba Fett Stein. Boba it, Fett's my favorite Star Wars character. Just like every other person who doesn't know much about Star Wars. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so Stein, well, that was kind of a dig. A Stein would be a ceramic. Uh, yeah, with a lid. With you know, sometimes lid, they're going to yeah. have different things etched the in them. There's yeah. going to be a, a scene of some sorts, mm-hmm. perhaps a harvest scene. Yeah. Uh, there's usually uh, a horse or two, with uh, a carriage that has, you know, a lot of beer in it. That type of thing. Um, mine is just Boba Fett. It's just shaped. Then you open it, and it's like a Pez dispenser. His head pops open. But instead of Pez, he's got beer. That's better. Yeah. Pez is pretty good, though. I haven't had Pez in a long time. 
um, <clears throat> just constant, it's just sugar, just packed in sugar with a little bit of flavor to it. Just forget about it. They're so good. So let's, uh, let's jump into, uh, your kind of initial thoughts. Maybe let's go, um, initial thoughts on the cigar here first. I think we've already uh, gone into the explanation or description of, of this being medium-bodied, uh, yeah. full flavor. We, we talked about the – did I do the the blend? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Matafina wrap. Yeah, we talked about Indonesian And the undisclosed, uh, and undisclosed the fillers. Yes, we did talk about that. Um, <clears throat> so it's a wonderful cigar. I think it's kind of medium-bodied. Mm. Um, I think the right out of the gate to discuss the, the pairing going into intensity – I think to your point, looking at the color of the beer, I think it's a lot more medium bodied than you would visually uh, guess at. Um, as I feel like this beer is pretty, has a nice round medium uh, character on the on the palate. Uh, again, not very sweet, but very malty. Uh, and I think there's some, some great flavors um, that are uh, that are playing off of each other well in the cigar and from the malt complexity. Um, so I think the intensity is actually pretty pretty good at, at medium. You know, you might be medium plus on, on the cigar. Uh, a little bit more. Yeah, I think it's... I'm, I'm surprised too, actually. I know you said surprisingly. Um, I agree. I didn't think that uh, when we first poured the beer, I poured it and I was like, uh-oh. You know, it just didn't look... It, it just... It can be deceiving, like, this doesn't look like it has a whole lot of body to it. And uh, upon the first uh, couple of sips, you realize that, that it does. There's, there's enough going on here. There's enough depth of flavor uh, <clears throat> to hold up to the cigar. Uh, I mean, we do say it's a medium strength. I would say it's a medium plus in the body, um, the cigar that is. Yep. Uh, the beer is going to be, I mean, we, I'd say it's a medium body mm-hmm. beer. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if we've ever talked about the, the levels of body in the beer. I know we, we talk about it, but we don't really talk about it on like a medium, medium plus type of scale, I don't think. Uh, or I can't remember ever thinking of it that way. Maybe that's it. Um, but they do seem to go pretty well together. I don't know that the flavors from the beer are really enhancing my experience. Right. It's still kind of working as a palate cleanser, and it's kind of just something for me to drink. Sure. Um, but the cigar's not getting run over at all. Which is great because the cigar is fantastic. I get like a candied almond kind of note out of this, like a not like a toffee, but just like a sugary kind of almond sweetness. Um, <clears throat> and it, maybe nougat is probably a better way to say it, but um, nougaty almond thing. I don't know, but it's delightful. Yeah. And the there's there's not a ton of spice. From the cigar, I get a little bit of a, of a heat, like a white heat, on the retrohale, but not um, not not overly bearing on the spicy side of things. Very very pleasant to smoke. Mm-hmm. Very very approachable cigar. Absolutely. Um, I, when I say approachable, I don't mean that like if you've never smoked a cigar before, you should smoke this. It would be a total waste. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not giving you one of these if you've never smoked a cigar before. Uh, you gotta. You'd have to kind of have to go through like a cigar boot camp before you can smoke this. You're really dwelling on the yeah. fact that you only have ten. Yeah, minutes. I'm not sharing these with anybody. <laughs> That's you know. I mean, I love you guys, but I've only got ten. <laughs> and 
based on how many were made, I'm probably not going to get any more. Yeah, I'm actually surprised. I didn't realize that the numbers were uh, as low as mm. 5,000 cigars. Yeah, that was, uh, was what I found on the interwebs there. It was an article from IPCPR 2019. These were showcased at IPCPR, uh, oddly enough, yeah. because the cigar is not available really in the U.S. Um, and well, it was clearly a passion project for Skip as well as Fiorella has another meaning in his life. Correct. That is the name of, of uh, Skip's daughter. And um, the I, I think, does everything come in the Fiorella size? I think if so. They're, if they're not called Fiorella. If they come in this size, he might do Grand Coronas. This is the only one he calls the Fiorella. Hmm. That I'm 99% sure of. Well, they say it on the band, too. On the Once you take... You know, I, I've you, seen that on social media. You've I seen the actually. pictures. So you take... <clears throat> I'll try to do this up here. So you can... This is horrible. This is going to go poorly. But you take the band <laughs> off, and it's just the, the blue Wonderlust part. Whoa, hello. There you go. Part of the band. And, yeah, I'll, try, I'll take a picture of this. So uh, you guys... But you see that little red dot right there? That is a little flower on the eye in Fiorella. So, uh, very cool. There, the uh, oh, yeah. the the Roma Craft bands, <clears throat> very very simple. And Skip was reluctant to put bands on his cigars to begin with, um, when uh, when Roma Craft first started making cigars with the Cro-Magnet. It didn't have a band. Uh, the, he's when I first bought cigars from Skip, it was from his website. <clears throat> have a cigar, I believe, is what it was called. And I, would, I bought them in five packs. There were five packs of Cro-Magnon knuckle draggers, and they just came with the Cro-Magnon sticker inside the five pack. And the cigars had no bands on them. And they didn't have bands for a while. And then um, once he got into the band, I think it was when Intemperance came out was when they first started banding, but that could be wrong. Uh, I'm just going off of memory here. And yeah, I think you said something similar because we, we've done a, a pairing show with Intemperance. Mm -hmm. I think it was our pilot show, I guess. Yeah, that uh, was... That you, was the you initial. Mentioned yeah. that, that before uh, Mike had got involved and Roma uh -huh. ha had actually come out, I think you had indicated that Intemperance might might have been the first banded cigar. Yeah, and uh, it was the first. That was the first Roma Craft release. That's right. Uh, Cro-Magnon uh, pre-existed Roma Craft, um, and I just, I, you know, I'll have to go back and see if I can find any of the stories. Uh, but I remember Skip being very resistant, and I could just be making this up because Skip is kind of. He has that reputation of once he kind of, once he sets his foot in the ground, he doesn't really move his stance very much. Um, he sticks to his guns. Yes, is is a way to say it. And I, I I remember him being and Skip. Correct me if this is just total BS, but I I for some reason I remember you being very reluctant to uh, to go with bands, and I don't remember what the reasoning was behind it. Um, but anyway, um, this uh, when. The Wonderless first came out. It had one of those simple uh, pre-release bands. It was just a white band said Wonderless in the same font, with that little line in between, the slash line between yep. Wonder and Lust, um, <clears throat> and then it just said pre-release on it. Uh, I never smoked any of those, but uh, you see them floating around every now and again. Hmm. But now they all have this really cool light blue band, which I thought was uh, kind of fun. We didn't even realize when we decided to do the the themed show mm. is. Again, we keep going back and forth. I thought this was a German exclusive. Uh, you indicated it's actually available throughout Europe. Um, but I think it's a great coincidence that it actually matches the Munich flag, which is what this is 
It's pretty close, yeah. The the blues are a little different, but the the concept I think is pretty similar. I don't know if that was intentional or not, um, but uh, I did hear a rumor that uh, the that, that folks seem to think that it's a German exclusive because the only shops that are really shipping it to the U.S. are in Germany. I see. So I, d- I don't know if if that's true or not, um, but I do know that it is uh, available throughout Europe. Uh, All right. Well, but, if we're gonna have this argument on air, I'm gonna go back to. Wunderlust is a German word, so I have a hard time believing that there's not a, a deeper tie directly to German. Sure, I'm sure there probably is. <laughs> uh, in the initial post that I saw from uh, our good friend Coop, who um, Coop and I do not agree about much when it comes to baseball. Why you like Kaplan? Kapler. Oh right, I Kaplan. don't. I, I don't. And actually, the Giants are interviewing him for their uh, I saw that. managerial opening and. Uh, all the uh, the Dodger fans are doing backflips because they have nothing else to worry about right now because they're not playing October baseball anymore again. <laughs> oh, it's it's like Christmas for me. <laughs> I get to look forward to it every year. I just mark it on my calendar. Would you say you get more excited about Giants playoff baseball or the lack of playoff baseball for the Dodgers? Well, the Dodgers are always in the playoffs. Uh, I do enjoy them losing. Uh, I'm not the. I don't. I don't root against them. It sounds like you do. I. I just don't want them to win. <laughs> I, I like. I think that's is different. There a difference? I think there is. There's, there's a total difference between actively rooting against someone or just wanting them to lose. But I also think this is probably more telling. I. I was thinking about this as they were going into Game Five in the the NLDS, and I was talking with a buddy of mine. I said, you know. I, like, I want them to lose, but at the same time, I want them to get to, like, Game 7 of the World Series and lose there because that's more of a heartbreak. Yeah, that sounds like you root against them. Yeah, I did. <laughs> if you're just, hoping that I'm their, hoping their for dreams are crushed at the <laughs> maximum possible... Uh, maximum schedule. pain output is what I'm looking for. Anyway, this is we've, we've gone off track. But, uh, you know, I, I think uh, maybe it was... I, I can only go with what I was told, and what I was told is that it's available all throughout Europe, um, it's distributed all throughout Europe, and it might not be available in every country, but every country, I believe, has access to it. Um, so they might not sell it in Switzerland, but if Switzerland wants to buy it, they can. So it's not that type of exclusivity. Right. Uh, with this particular cigar and this particular size, if Switzerland want it, that's too bad because they can't have that. It's a daily exclusive. Exactly. So that's, that's, uh, that's the difference there with that. So we've got, <clears throat> I don't know, about seven or eight minutes left okay and i think we're at the point where we need to render a verdict here and i'm going i'm gonna i'm gonna step up and i'm gonna give it a thumbs down is that right yeah i you know i don't think it's a bad pairing but i don't think it's good it's uh the beer is bringing for me a magical way of saying things rob it's (laughs) thank you words are important um no, I just, it's, it doesn't, I'm not, nothing's ruined for me. I just would, if, here's how I'm judging it. If I were to take this cigar and I was going to go sit in my yard for an hour and a half and smoke it and I wanted to pair it with something, I would never reach for this beer again. That's a so that's good yeah, telltale I, sign of. I want something with a bit more happening. Not too much. Definitely not going with. You know, a, a stout, anything super heavy, nothing barrel aged, nothing like that. That would be silly. Um, a uh, maybe a brown ale, American brown ale, something a bit more aggressive with a bit of coffee, something in it. 
Uh, Porter, I think, would be nice, like that uh, anchor Porter um, would be good. Uh, Something along those lines. Maybe something a little bit sweet, but not overly sweet. I was about to say, yeah, no, I I liked your description of the the candied almond or the nougat uh, coming from the cigar, and I could very much see a beer that finished a little bit sweeter as being a better pairing. Um, such as a scotch ale mm, um, mm-hmm. or or even an Oktoberfest like you and I had thought of originally that has more of that caramel forward sure. uh, amber color um, is going to match um, that sweeter, nuttier character uh, that, that's coming from the cigar. Um, I think I'm going to go out on a limb and, and say the same thing. I'm gonna oh, I thought you were going to give it a thumbs up. I was getting ready to <laughs> shake my head and lose all faith in you. I'm also going to give it a thumbs down as... Uh, as I, I wouldn't replicate this uh, for a group of people uh, to uh, illustrate the flavors or uh, claim that enhancement of flavor would happen in yeah. either the beer or the cigar yeah. as There's a result of the pairing. The, uh, the intensity, like we talk about, the intensity I think mm-hmm. is right. Yep. I think we, well, it's close anyway. Yep. It's closer yep. than close I thought. Enough. Yeah. Um, but there's just no flavor hook at all right. for me. Exactly. Uh, it, it's, yeah, I want something that's got a bit more to it. Actually, the uh, the brewery that I work with, Laughing Monk, we just released our um, Schwartz beer, which is we call it a black lager, same thing, mm-hmm. uh, called Unholy Ghost, and that's got a little bit of a. It's it's more coffee notes really than 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 like a chocolate, but it's got a little bit of sweetness to it. It's like a semi sweet on the finish. I think that might be a nice pairing because it's got yeah, it got a little more depth of flavor to it, um, but it's not over the top. I mean, it's five percent beer. So it's not going to crush you. So speaking of breweries that we work for, uh, I also have had a recent job change. Uh, when the show started, we talked to the, about me working for a beer distributor. I now work for 21st Amendment Brewery as their national brand manager. And as I said, we're having our Oktoberfest this coming weekend. And uh, our brewing staff actually created an alt beer recipe nice. as our Oktoberfest entry for uh, this year. Well, that's um, fun. And so, again, going to have some very, very slight chocolate uh, malt character um, with a significant amount more of the uh, caramel malts. Um, so I think that also would be a uh, very good option to try and pair this with. And I might actually try that this weekend. I think that sounds great. Yeah. So, well, this would be kind of a, a random little beer question. Alt beer and Schwartz beer. Uh-huh. What's the difference there? An alt beer is actually a, an ale yeast. Hmm. Um, Schwartz beer is a lager. Schwartz beer is a lager. That's right. It's also going to use the, the black patent malt. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's going to have a little bit more of that charred, uh, darker. Which one is uh, going to have the more? The Schwartz beer. Okay. It's going to have some of that black patent. It's going to have some of that acrid, uh, black, richer, deeper uh, malt character. Roasty? Not quite roasty. Okay. Yeah, it shouldn't be roasty, as a, especially as a lager. But because it's a lager, you know, um, uh, to differentiate it from a porter, it's not going to have the banana chip or, or any of mm-hmm. those ale esters. It's still going to be very, very clean, very bright uh, malt flavor, mm-hmm. um, where the alt beer is going to be a little bit more caramely, have a little bit more of the, the ale esters, some fruity character, maybe some plums, some some mm, of the darker okay. stone fruit characters okay. uh, that are going to be uh, devoid of uh, of being interesting. So yeah, that might actually even be a better a better pairing than a um, than a sports beer. Great, you can come over to the brewery and celebrate Oktoberfest. They're not they're not bottling that, are they? Uh, no, it'll all be kegged. 
Crowlers? Uh, yeah, you can get yeah. Crowlers at the tap. Crowlers are great. Yeah. Although I feel kind of like sometimes if I have a really small bottle, I feel like a giant. But if I'm carrying a Crowler, like it makes me feel small because like they're huge. Tiny hands. Like yeah, <laughs> small hands. <laughs> Smells like cabbage. What's that from? <laughs> well, that's Austin Powers. Ah. Um. Anyway, he's talking about carnies. Yet another <laughs> reference of Rob's that, that you don't, didn't get. Yeah, you're like O for everything. <laughs> you never, you don't pick up on any of them. But to be fair, I don't give you much of a heads up. Um, so we've got uh, on the Dojo Network, we've got Smoke Night Live coming up this Friday. Okay. Randy, who is going to be on Smoke Night Live this Friday? Ariste from Jossum Crawl Cigars mm. is going to be uh, uh, on as the interview. Uh, Risty always gives a great interview. He's very candid. Um Thankfully, FCC does not monitor uh, our, <laughs> our, our, our casts or our, our, our shows at all. Um, so Risty will tell you how it is. And he's got a lot of um, kind of pioneering efforts he's making with the Jossum Crawl uh, brand. Uh, so that I think it'll be really interesting to hear what he's got on, uh, on the horizon coming from that brand and, and how some of these um, new... Uh, cigars that he's developed over the last year um, are doing out there in the market. Obviously, he's gotten a ton of notoriety for the the Nug release. Mm-hmm. Not all positive. Not all. Have negative. you smoked that? Uh, I have. Is it good? It's it's somewhat different. It actually, honestly, reminds me of a of kind of an infused cigar. Like I got a, really? a, a very herbal. Um, I don't want to say potpourri, but a very like herbal and floral uh, kind of characteristic. Uh, from that cigar that made it definitely stand out from a, a, your standard premium, but um, but you can tell it's a it's a quality tobacco that he's mm-hmm. using on that. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to Smoke Night Live. See uh, see see what they go over in that interview. Cool. So you guys can check that out this Friday. We'll be back next week with the letter G. G. I believe G <laughs> is what we're looking for. Letter G. Um, do we have the cigar picked out already? No, we need help. We do. Yeah, we do. We want the audience. Engaged. No, we do. We uh, and as I actually said this in the uh, in the live. We're going to uh, in the next week or so put up a post on the Facebook page for from the dojo and ask for uh, recommendations all the way through the end of the alphabet. And we want to get the cigars posted um, as quickly as we can. So earlier than yeah, as been. early so you can have so. We're, we've got G coming up, but we'll have it listed out through M or you know through P or something like that. So that way you guys can track down these cigars um, uh, in advance and, and do the pairings with us. Uh, we'll try to do that with the beer as well. And um, I think uh, one thing that we're running into is kind of the beer availability and, and the regional aspect of beer. And we've been trying to avoid that. But <clears throat> we may have to succumb to that, Randy, with a few different uh, of the beers coming up. So what we'll do is we'll list the beer as early as we can. And if it's a regional thing, um, we'll try to find different examples that would be available or at least a style example um, that's similar to the beer that we're uh, that we're drinking. So you guys can can kind of play along, but maybe with a slightly different beer. Right. If we have to uh, use something that's only available here to us locally, um, we're hoping that if we give you some direction stylistically, you'll be able to find some local breweries uh, that make something similar enough that you'll be able to get yeah, the, the get major similar, sense of the pairing. A similar type experience. Yeah. You know, I feel bad. Every time I blow the smoke out, it goes directly into your face. Does it? Every single time. 
Huh. Uh, clearly, you haven't noticed. So I've been trying to, like, I blow it that way, and it still comes back, which is odd, though, because we have a fan over here that's blowing out that way, but the smoke still gets whatever. Um, they say Blowing up ventilated doesn't bother me. That's good. They say smoke follows beauty. So now I'm really confused. Um, what? I thought that was the explanation. <laughs> negative. <laughs> it was not. Um, anyway, so we, we're both going thumbs down. Um, it wasn't a bad pairing. It just wasn't a good one. Um, great beer and yeah, a great cigar. Exactly. Both components were good, independent yep. of each other, uh, which is fine. Uh, it's not like, a, oh, my God, I can't believe that we did this and I had to stop drinking the beer halfway through because it was awful. It wasn't that. Uh, we haven't run into that yet. No, I'm sure we will at some point run into that. But... Um, Anyway, thanks to uh, the folks at Roma Craft for creating such a fantastic cigar. Uh, thanks to the folks at Daylay for uh, expediating the shipping. Seriously, those, you ordered those. They got here in like a week and a half. If that. Which yeah. is ridiculous yeah, right. when you think that they're coming from another country. I mean, you can place an order at a local shop, or if you buy from somebody that's you know a couple states away or something, it could take just as long. Absolutely. So uh, it was. I was really impressed with how quickly they got here. Uh, and thanks to the folks at, I'm going to try one more time. Weinstoffener. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it was bound to happen. <laughs> Weinstoffener for this uh, Feist beer. Um, Fest beer. Whatever. I said that, you know, I keep this feisty beer. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm done. That's it. I'm done. Thanks, guys, for checking out another episode. We appreciate the support. We'll see you guys next Wednesday when the Odyssey continues. Thank you.